You ready? Let's do it. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Curtin Dillon, and it's time. It is it's time Austin. for the. It's Austin. It's the U.S. Grand Prix. This is essentially our Super Bowl. Yeah. This, this is this is it. This is like it's got the, more attendance than the Super Bowl. <laughs> over yeah, the weekend. that's for sure. Last year, it had four hundred fifty thousand people. Yeah, and you see, I think it was uh, Qatar they put up where it was like, oh, weekend attendance, 180,000. I was like, that's chump change. That's Sunday's <laughs> attendance here. Yeah. Oh, man, I am so pumped. And not only do we get one of the greatest races on the calendar, but we get it twice this weekend because it's a sprint weekend. And, I mean, we've got, uh, well, let's see, we got a sprint weekend. We got Danny Rick coming back. We got Haas upgrades that we'll talk about. I'm pumped for this one. This is going to be a big weekend. Dude, this is, I'm it's hard because it's like, oh, we're biased because I live in Austin. But no, like this is I am so excited to watch this race. I don't even want to go to it. Like I want to sit on the couch and watch the chaos unfold. Yeah, I cannot wait. That's that's the one thing, because you and I went to this race a couple years in a row and it was like, oh, we went this like is amazing. three times, three, four times. Like. Yeah. And then and then last year was the first year we didn't go. So I got to watch it on TV and I was like, wow, this is a really good race because you don't get to see the race when you're there. Yeah. And it's just, oh, I'm so excited for this one, man. I do. Dude. I do wish I was there, though. But, you know, maybe next year. Yeah. But we got to get to that, like, paddock club level. Doing oh, GP. for sure. Our GA here is rough. Too many yeah. people. Yeah, um, don't won't do that again. But uh, dude, I'm so excited. This this track is awesome. It's one of my favorite tracks. As we're just rereading about it and like where they got you know section sector one with the S's is like pulled straight from Silverstone and Suzuka. We're talking about sector two is straight out of Hockenheim. Sector three is uh, they're talking about the Parabolica again, kind of out of that Suzuka. Um, turn, but it's just hell on tires. It's strategy. I think every single year there's been a safety car. I think this is a guaranteed 100% safety car track. Like the strategy, the tire choices, it's awesome. And I was reading Pirelli was talking about um, how it's not going to be as crazy of tires as Qatar, but here you have like two choices. You either roast your tires through the sector one through the S's and you have no tires left for sector three, or you take it easy through sector one. So you hopefully have tires left by sector three and how much strategy there's involved. And I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah. I, that's what I love because it's such a varied track. It's not like, you know, a, a, a power track necessarily yeah. or a high downforce track. Cause there are high speed sections. There are slow sections, a little bit of everything. It's one of those tracks where it's like, not only, because it's in the U.S., are we happy? They're like, oh, this is the best U.S. track. No, this track yeah. is always in the conversation when they talk about the best tracks on the calendar. And I'm so happy that it's here in the U.S. And it's funny because I think that we do it, you know, everyone bitched about Miami, how we kind of did too much cheerleading and typical, you know, American fashion of going over the top of introducing everyone. Like, I think Austin's always done it very well where there's a lot of hype. It's a lot of fun. It's not over the top. True. It's yeah. just it's just done very well. We'll have Danny Rick right on it, right in on a horse, or Matthew McConaughey's Cadillac, or you know, we'll have Shaq in the back of a Cadillac <laughs> in a hot tub. But you know, it's all just good entertainment. I still my one of my greatest visuals is Shaq standing next to the podium, <laughs> eye to eye <laughs> with Max, who was on the top step. <laughs> um, 
Dude, in last year's race, I just rewatched the highlights. I remembered it being good, but rewatching the highlights was like, holy shit, I forgot how good this was. Yeah, this is definitely, definitely going to be a big one this weekend. Um, all right, well, before we get into the, the race, let's talk about some of the announcements that are coming out, some of the big things that are happening before the race or this weekend. So for one, we got the man, the honey badger, is back in a Formula One car again Officially. for the second time. <laughs> yeah, he's back. So we've got Liam Lawson taking a step back again, Danny Rick back in the car. He's been doing his show runs in Nashville. He's already started his full-on American you know, press tour, and, no which is amazing. No handlebar mustache. Not yet. Not we'll yet. see what happens. He's so got we'll a see. little beard growth. He could have it, but so far, no handlebars. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens in the coming days. Um, we got to talk about these rumors coming out of Red Bull, dude. Oh, my gosh. See, all right. So this is one thing. We've, we've discussed it, and we we're like, maybe we stay away because they're rumors, but they've been so persistent, right? So why don't you go ahead and just lead into what we're talking about on this? Well, there, there's a couple. Some I lean more to being probably truthful or somewhat truthful than others. I think the big one is that they've agreed that Sergio Perez is going to retire at the end of this year, and he's going to announce it at the Mexico GP. Um, honestly, wouldn't surprise me with McLaren coming out as strong as they are and Mercedes sniffing around being quite strong. You know, we said a couple of races ago, Hey, Sergio is safe. As long as there's no real competition for Red Bull. well, there's starting to be some real competition for Red Bull. And so I think that it, it wouldn't surprise me, especially after last week's showing that yeah, he, it, he has on the wall. Yeah. And Checo is under very real threat of losing that P2 in the championship. And I think that's, you know, kind of part of that rumor as well is apparently he's been given an ultimatum where if he loses P2, then he's out. And, you know, I, I just think this whole, Red Bull for Checo is a very, very toxic environment. And I think it's to the point now where it's unrecoverable. It's he's gotten beat down so much. And I just don't think he has it left in him at this point. And it's it's kind of sad to see a video popped up of last year at the USGP when uh, Red Bull clinched the title, the, uh, the 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 Constructors' Championship. Yeah. And he was so happy. He was grabbing somebody in the in the garage, and he's, like, jumping up and down with them, and you got to see the smile. I haven't seen Checo smile in I, I don't know how long, probably since, you know, before Miami uh, yeah. this year. And so I, I think for him, you know, it's for his mental well-being, it's probably best that he, you know, figure something else out. I agree. And with, with the challenge of – both McLaren drivers and, and realistically the Mercedes, like I don't see him being like, no, next year is going to be better. Like it, you know, at the beginning of the year, there, there was hope that he could fight for the the championship, but that quickly went away and it's kind of gone downhill since then. And the, the com- competition's only getting stiffer. Like I, I if I were Checo, I wouldn't be hopeful that next year is going to be more fun and more promising. Cause uh there's a lot of competition out there. Um, yeah, he's he's got Lewis Hamilton 30 points behind him right now in the championship. Lewis Hamilton could be in P2 at the end of this weekend. True. It's not going to happen, but it is possible. Yep, and you got Alonzo nipping on Hamilton's heels too. So there's a strong possibility that, you know, he he might not be P2. There's a lot of races left. Well, not a lot, but there's an, enough there's races enough. left <laughs> for sure. Um, the second rumor that I put less water in is the beef between Christian Horner and Helmet Marco and Christian wanting to fire Helmet Marco. That's a 
I don't even know what Helmet Marker's like official title at Red Bull is, but he seems about as integral in that team as as Christian himself. Um, I don't know that I put that much water in that one. Yeah, I I think I understand the frustrations that Christian is probably facing because of some of the comments that Helmet's come out and made. Um, and, you know, according to Red Bull and everything I can find out about it, he doesn't work for the Red Bull Formula One team. Talking about Helmet Marco. Helmet Marco right. is an advisor for Red Bull, the company, kind of advising the Formula One team. And he was Dietrich Mateschitz's boy. Um, yeah. So now that Dietrich is gone, the company is kind of restructured. He's kind of doesn't have that uh, support that he used to have. And I, I think, honestly, he's starting to be seen as kind of the crazy old man. Um, so, you know, he did an interview the other day where he said that his contract with Red Bull goes through the end of next year. And he fully intends to see that through. And then whenever he decides to leave, it will be on his terms. Nobody else's. And he actually kind of made some remarks about Christian in that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I know that he was also integral in the, in Christian going from being a driver to actually buying or, you know, going into the race team, uh, yep. the, the management side. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's not good for business right now. <laughs> it's not good optics in 2023 to be making insensitive comments and things like that. Yeah, it's definitely not. And I get, I think I've got Christian Horner's not my favorite uh, team principal, but he's done a damn good job with that team. And I don't blame him for not wanting someone that's not a part of the F1 program breathing down his neck and making calls based on, you know, I imagine he makes helmet markers making the calls for Red Bull probably as a, you know, umbrella. Hey, as Red Bull as a whole, is this good for business? Um, I think Christian probably wants that full and total control, especially when, Hey, is this good for business? And the guy making the calls isn't being good for business, like True. making insensitive <laughs> comments. And so I don't, I, it doesn't surprise me that there's tension there, but firing helmet Marco, I, I don't know. I, I kind yeah. of agree with you that helmet will probably leave when he's ready. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's not just going to go easy. I don't think. No. Let's talk about Haas. Oh, Haas, man. So for one, let's talk. Let's Home talk about livery. that. Yeah, they've got a new livery. They've got the 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 stars and stripes on the side. They've got the part of the preamble. The "We Are the People" is their their tagline for this weekend. It looks it looks decent. It looks good. Right. It's it's better than having the Russian flag on the car like they did a couple years ago. Very so true. there's that. If they're going to be, if they're claiming this is their home race, put an American flag on it. I like it. Yeah. Um. But we've got some upgrades. Where I was reading about uh, Gunther Steiner was talking about how they're able to do this because they realized early on in the year that they had no performance, no more performance capability in the car. So <laughs> you don't. That say. was very <laughs> astute of him. But so he's like, "Yeah, we spent zero money on upgrades because we couldn't upgrade." And he's like, "So now we're able to come out with this big package, which they're saying is more on the Red Bull model or what they call the downwash model, I believe it was." Um, no. which puts a lot more emphasis on, I think the floor and the aerodynamic package down there. I, they've also said, you know, cool your jets, like pump your brakes. Don't, we're not going to be fighting with Red Bull. You know, they're trying to temper yeah. expectations, but I'm excited to see, you know, if they're fighting up there, see K Mag and Hulkenberg causing havoc in the midfield. Yeah. Maybe that's kind of where my mind went. If you got K Mag, you know, messing with people in the midfield, that's just good, good racing entertainment. Um, <laughs> And I mean, look at McLaren. McLaren said they weren't going to be fighting with Red Bull. That is just going to be a good upgrade package, and we'll see what happens. And now they're, I mean, I would say solidly the second fastest team on the track. Yeah. Um, it, it, these cars are all so close. 
that you make a, an adjustment and it gives you half a second in race pace, all of a sudden you're you're competing. Like yeah. So I'm not saying Haas is going to be doing what McLaren did, but it doesn't take a whole lot of doing the right thing to gain a little bit of pace to all of a sudden be in the midfield at a minimum. Yeah. And you know what? Bring it on. I'm excited. We're going to see real quick on Friday too. So yeah, I think um, I don't see them gaining a whole lot of points. I just see them shaking up the field and having one of those wild cards a little further up the field to cause more havoc. I love it. It's it bring that little bit of excitement in there. You get yeah. K Mag and Lance Stroll anywhere near each other on, <laughs> on the track. It's going to be chaos. I mean, hell, we had uh, Alonzo and Lance Stroll next to each other last year, and Alonzo <laughs> went airborne. He sure did. And then right. knew who was writing his check the next year and said very nice things. <laughs> he did. He's like, oh, Lance is a good driver, which that's another <laughs> thing. I, I didn't plan on talking about this, but I keep reading comments from Mike Crack. Uh, the team principal. I, it's so weird saying his name. <laughs> oh, oh, my crack is talking shit again. <laughs> but, but I keep reading Children. comments <laughs> about him talking about Lance. And so the latest one I read was where he was talking about Lance's behavior in the paddock last weekend. And he or two weekends ago. And he was saying that uh, we always want our drivers to be passionate but as soon as it explodes in a negative way, everybody gets very critical on him. I just yeah. feel like I, I don't think that he's out of touch with reality. I think that he's got he's definitely in Lance or Lawrence Stroll's pocket and like hardcore because the comments yeah. that he makes make no sense. Could like that one big crash that Lance had in Singapore, I believe it was, where he was like, Oh, it just shows that he's fully committed. It's like, no, it shows that. He doesn't know what he's doing. Like he's pushing way yeah. too hard when he can't be pushing that hard. And I, I don't know, just his comments now are starting to 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 get to me a little bit. Yeah, Daddy Daddy Stroll is definitely kind of ruling what people say out loud about his son very strictly, which is kind of honestly, it's kind of whatever because you don't even really need you can say all the nice things you want. We all watch every weekend as yeah. Alonzo's 18 positions ahead of Lance. And Lance is putting it into the wall or doing what Lance does. It's like, you can say all the nice things you want about him, but the dude clearly sucks. Um, And kind of taking, you know, someone brought it up, you know, they're revisiting um, the whole Lewis Hamilton rocking across the track um, penalty. He got fined $50,000, but it got suspended till the end of the year. And if he doesn't do any more infractions, it goes down to 25,000. And they're now re-looking at it and saying, well, due to Lewis's celebrity status, maybe we should make that a heavier penalty. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's very subjective, not objective. True. And your, your treatment of fines and penalties when you have Lance Stroll physically shoving his personal trainer into a wall, but that doesn't get any finer penalty. But Lewis walks across the track and he's a celebrity, so you're upping his penalty? Like, that's not... Yeah how this and works if you're going to take that into account that should have been taken into account originally and not reopened after the cases by all accounts closed yeah which is kind so. of ridiculous so another kind of ding on fia stewards but sure. we're going down a rabbit hole lots of rumors circulating <laughs> i think next year is going to be silly season good lore oh for sure so many drivers I now cannot wait we counted it the other uh, day it's like 13 drivers at the end of yeah, next year don't have it, contracts it was nine but then a couple people did one year contracts so then yeah it's gonna be ridiculous potentially yes. well not it's definitely gonna be ridiculous it's gonna be ridiculous so 
Lots of rumors, lots of fun. I think that more and more stuff is going to come out, but let's get into Coda. Let's do it, man. Again, I am so pumped. We got Friday starting out with our one practice session, and then we go straight into Grand Prix qualifying on Friday. And then, you know, I'm looking at the weather. It's going to be another hot one, man. It's going to be highs in the 90s, lows in the 60s, but that's, you know, they're racing during the afternoon here, so they're going to be hitting mid to high 80s into the 90s on race day roasting tires it's the sprint i think starts at 7 p.m local time or something like that so i mean they're it's gonna be hot so hopefully they're uh hydrating unlike last time (laughs) logan sergeant (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's sprint weekend so saturday we go into sprint shootout first thing sprint that afternoon sunday gp it's gonna be it's going to be fun. And last year, let's talk about last year's a little bit. We had signs on pole last year. We did. Right signs up on until pole was... Osama bin Russell <laughs> bombed it into turn one and took him out of the race. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, we had signs on pole. I think Charlotte Claire was P2 and Max was P3, I believe. No, Max was P2. Okay. Claire behind him. Yeah, Russell ended signs uh, hopes real early, real fast. Let's just like get out of here. <laughs> he just punted him right there in the middle of turn one. Max took P one. Not long after that, we had a Latifi spin, classic. We had a Botas spin, beached turn nineteen, safety cars. We had the Alonzo stroll crash, sending Alonzo airborne momentarily. Who? Kudos to that Alpine for finishing that race after. Oh my going god! Airborne. <laughs> yeah. The stout suspension on that car. We had a Verstappen 12 second pit stop, dropping him down to P4 behind the Ferraris and Hamilton with Vettel leading the race uh, with like 16 laps to go. Didn't stop him. Uh, And then, dude, we had the Vettel versus Magnussen on that last lap battle all the way to the finish line. Finished the race Verstappen P1, Hamilton, Leclerc, Perez, Russell. What a race. It was oh, yeah. so good. Last year, watching Sebastian Vettel on that, the last lap or last couple laps was amazing. That was such good racing. It was. And you could just tell the uh, the the maturity and how good of a race car dr- driver Vettel is, where he was putting that car to get the right exits and how he was changing it up and predicting the switchbacks. And it was so good. Yeah, that's uh, that guy's awesome. A lot of I like the speculation of like, oh, just put Vettel in the car, replacing Checo. Like I don't know about that, but it'd be fun to watch. It would be fun to watch. So for this year, the race, first race here, 2012, purpose built track. We got 56 laps, 20 turns. Circuit length is 5.5 kilometers, or I wasn't prepared. <laughs> three and a half miles of freedom. Woo! Thank you. Lap records, a minute 36-1 from Charles Leclerc in 2019. I love the distance of this track. I love the minute 30 racetracks. It's the perfect distance for a Formula One yeah. track. Um, I just, I, this track's amazing. I had the opportunity recently to hop on a simulator and I was driving Coda. And it's just, it's such a good track. I can never get that first turn right <laughs> where you're coming up that hill and it's that blind, like, hairpin right It's so right there. blind. I've, t- oh, I've driven on the track twice with my Chevy 2500. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it was that's, awesome both times. That's, that's another thing too. It doesn't you. It doesn't do it justice when you watch it on TV. 
But the couple times that we went and you get to run on the track afterwards, when you turn around from the start line and you look up that hill at how high that hill is, it is ridiculous. I don't it know how high there. it is, but it's multiple stories high. Yeah, it's one hell of a hill. I think the other thing that people don't realize is that second DRS zone on the back straight, it's got... When you turn, come around turn 11 and you look down the straight, it's got a little turn to it, and it's got elevation gain right in the middle where you can't see the end of it. You kind of come over that crest with DRS, kind of blind into where that turn comes up at. It's got you know just a little bit, but enough to make it interesting. Yeah, it's such a good track, man. Well, All right. You want to get into these predictions? Let's go. All right. Let's start off with the sprint. And then we'll do, all right, start off with the sprint on pole. Who do you got there? Max. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. Yeah, I got Max too. <laughs> I got Mr. Max Verstappen as well. All right. All right. Sprint P3. Who do you Lewis got? Hamilton. Oh, me too. I got Lewis there too. Lewis, is, Lewis traditionally does pretty well at this course. He does. I mean, he was competing last year in a in a shittier car. Um, I think the only thing that might hinder the Mercedes, and I'm still going back and forth with my GP stuff, um, is they typically don't do well in hot weather. If the track is hot, mm. the car generally doesn't perform as well. They like those cooler tracks. And so I'm curious if that's going to play a factor here, but well, he tends to I be mean, really competitive. Look at last weekend. Russell did pretty well, and it was... Mm -hmm super hot so i don't know I, I think it'll be good for the for the mercedes guys just because of looking at their pace from last week but we'll see what happens all right p2 on the sprint norris me too i got lando <laughs> there i think it's gonna be a good one man I all right too. i'm guessing p1 is yeah, max max yeah okay <laughs> all right what wild about your card. wild okay i danny my rick wild... well, oh sorry sorry go ahead okay my wild card I think Logan Sargent's going to be in the points in the sprint. That is a bold um, statement. Cotton. I'm shooting. I'm swinging for the fences on this one. You're he, I, I think it's going to be make or break this weekend for Logan Sargent. He's I think been, Logan's going to put it in a wall during the sprint. Oh, I, I hope not. Hometown getting points. Go ahead. Danny Rick is going to outperform Yuki Sonoda. Ooh, ooh. How often? Trying to think. How many races did Liam Lawson outperform Yuki? Three out of four, I believe. Was it? Yeah. I feel like it's been so many races now. I'm having trouble thinking back, but yeah. All right. Danny Rick, first race back. Outperforming Yuki. All right. GP. GP Quali. I've got Mr. Max Verstappen on pole. Yeah, same here. Okay, okay, okay. Nope. Now. I'm not shaking that tree to another <laughs> level. <laughs> All right. P3. I've got Mr. Charles Leclerc. Ooh, I've got Senor Lando Norris. Oh, Senor Norris. All right. P2, I've got Sir Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, actually, I do too. Okay, okay. And for my P1, Checo Perez. Oh, no, I'm not shaking that Sorry, hard. That, that, <laughs> too soon, too soon. All um, right, so my <laughs> P1, I'm feeling it. I've got my, my, my hoodie on. I've got my hat on. Lando Norris is getting his first race win this weekend oh, God, in the U.S. Awesome. Lando Norris P1. What happened to Max? What's your P1? We'll get into that. Max. Max Verstappen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what's your wild card then? My wild card. 
Dylan, I've done a lot of technical research on this. A lot of studying. I've read I love books. when you go with your gut feeling. <laughs> no, nope. I've, read, I've read books written by acclaimed authors. Many leather-bound all, books. <laughs> yes. All sources point to a Red Bull mechanical issue that will prevent Max Verstappen from winning this weekend's race or even being on the podium. Ooh. It's been, when's his last one? Everybody's got to have a mechanical issue once a year. I know he had one, but he still won the race with it. It's time. It's going to happen this weekend. I, I like it. It'd be really interesting and fun to watch. I've got kind of same, same, but different. I'm calling a Ferrari DNF. Ooh, a, a power unit issue or what? Just a, No, actually, I don't think it's going to be a power unit issue. Wouldn't surprise me if it was, but I think that one of them is going to crash out. Oh, uh, largely because the Ferraris suck at managing tire temperatures and historically one or both of them will channel their inner Latifi and end up in a sand pit. It's just going to happen. <laughs> I love how this man has totally left the sport. He's gone on to <laughs> business school, <laughs> but we just keep bringing him back in. <laughs> He's the goat, bro. He is, man. He is like anytime anybody does anything wrong. It's like, oh, Latifi. Let's see. We got a new Latifi. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, I'm excited. I don't think I've been this excited for a race weekend in a long time. I'm so excited for the schedule, too, to be like, you know, a normal schedule. Yeah. 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 Quite. Got some nice mid-afternoon racing action and this is the beginning of a triple header we've got us this weekend we've got mexico the following weekend and then we've got brazil interlagos coming up three weeks from now which of course i'm excited for that one i can't wait to get down there um, oh dude it's gonna be awesome it mexico is. is gonna be great we'll have I, I think there's just i think we're also starting to get to the start of silly season. Checo's going to announce retirement. Maybe probably who's going to fill that seat. Whereas then there's a hole somewhere. What's going to happen with stroll. Like, I think things are going to start unraveling. I, I can feel it. It's almost like, you know, a volcano before it erupts. There's like little rumblings and things like that. I can feel something boiling under the surface. It's begin. It's becoming palpable. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. Silly season is about to explode. I'm also sitting here looking at the schedule on the F1 website and see that there is a movie uh, advertisement for Ferrari with Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Yep. I think Christmas time. Definitely be watching that one. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a good one. Well, all right. Well, hey, if you like this podcast, make sure you leave us a rating and a review and share it with a friend. I think that's going to be it for this one, man. We got a lot coming up. We're going to have a lot to talk about next week. Um, so man, I'm excited for that. So unless you got anything else, Dylan, that's all I got. All right. Well, on that note, stay classy, America. We'll see you next time.